Welcome to another informative episode of the No Harm Health and Safety Podcast. Hi, I'm Shauna Lowry, and I'm Manager of Employee and Sustainability Communications at Suncor Energy. How can we make a culture change in our safety performance and really drive that safety performance that we need? And what we ultimately learned is that it takes a partnership between leaders and communications in order to make that shift. So what we heard was that employees want to hear from their leaders about safety and that when leaders engage in safety conversations, incidents go down. No Harm is the podcast for health and safety professionals like you. We're here to help you sharpen your professional skills and better understand emerging issues. 2% of employees will change their behavior based on something they read. 70% of employees will change their behavior based on a conversation with their leader. And that's really what drove us to develop a program that could ensure leaders had the skills and confidence they needed in order to engage in those conversations. Sounds like a great topic. Let's get started. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the No Harm Health and Safety Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Marvin Polis. For this episode, I'm in Edmonton, and I'm at an event that just wrapped up. The event is the IABC, or the International Association of Business Communicators, and this is one of their regular monthly professional development sessions. The topic today is really fitting for our audience for the No Harm Health and Safety Podcast, and it's all about some of the things that Suncor has done to kind of change their health and safety culture. My guest today is Shauna Lowry. Thanks for joining me, Shauna. Thanks for having me, Marvin. Now, Shauna, you just finished your presentation, and I want to talk about the gist of your presentation. So let's do that now. What we really looked at was how can we make a culture change in our safety performance and really drive that safety performance that we need. And what we ultimately learned is that it takes a partnership between leaders and communications in order to make that shift. So what we heard was that employees want to hear from their leaders about safety and that when leaders engage in safety conversations, incidents go down. And of course, that's a really important insight. I want to take you back to the start of your presentation where you, you told us about the the incidents that happened a few years ago. And it was really, I guess, kind of a wake up call. My words, not yours. Mm-hmm. Yes, in uh, in 2014, uh, we experienced five fatalities at our oil sands base plant, three employees and two contractors, and it did really rock us as an organization and make us look at how are we going to respond and make sure that these incidents don't happen again. And obviously, these tragic losses and the effect it had on on families and co-workers and friends, um, and it was really important for us to, to take a step back and say, how could all of our safety performance be trending downward, our recordable injury frequencies, our lost time incidents, and yet we've had these tragic losses. And what can we do to ensure it doesn't happen again? And now back to the insight, something that you mentioned and and I noted through your presentation is that when leaders engage in safety conversations, incidents go down. It's really about people, it's about relationships, and then you springboarded from that. Tell me about this. I think one of the interesting statistics that that I like to share from Dr. TJ Larkin is 2% of employees will change their behavior based on something they read. 
70% of employees will change their behavior based on a conversation with their leader. And that's really what drove us to develop a program that could ensure leaders had the skills and confidence they needed in order to engage in those conversations. Absolutely. So go ahead and tell our listeners now about the, I guess you call it the Meaningful Conversations program, right? Yes. Yeah. We developed a, a training program, Leadership Communication Meaningful Conversations. Uh, it's a day and a half program. We put 597 of our frontline leaders at Oil Sands through this program. And we really wanted to ensure that it, it was different from other training. So one of the things we did is we ensured managers of those leaders participated in a webcast first so that they would understand why it's important for their leaders to go through this program, what they needed to do to support their leaders through it, and how they needed to follow up after the fact. We ensured there was lots of practice time in that program, and we ensured that the scenarios were relevant and made sense to those frontline leaders. So it really included information about how do you translate and cascade information to your team? How do you engage in effective conversations one-on-one? -on -one? And how do you also deliver information effectively when you're in a larger group, such as a safety meeting or a toolbox talk? Great, now I understand you actually focused on four main things, accountability, training, tools and measurement. Kind of give us a, a brief description on each of those. Sure, and this is a David Grossman model about effective leadership communication. So from an accountability perspective, it's setting clear expectations. I often say communications is not a function, it's a responsibility. And it's really important that leaders understand their accountability in communicating effectively. Training is, a develop, is about developing those programs that build skills and confidence in how to communicate effectively. Tools is ensuring that leaders have access to the resources they need in order to communicate effectively. And then measurement, of course, is how do we ensure that the programs are working and that they're effective in meeting the needs. So what's the role of communications people and what's the role of HSE people in these sorts of programs and this sort of cultural change? Yeah, I would say for both, it's a partnership. So from a communications perspective, it's important to partner with leaders to ensure that we're enabling them to be effective communicators and that we're also recognizing they're also an audience and that we're communicating effectively with them to prepare them for that communications requirement. And for HSE professionals, it's important that they're partnering with leaders, that they're ensuring they're sharing the effective information that leaders need to share with their teams to build that safety culture. Just backing up a little bit, you mentioned that measurement is important and I, and I do want to talk about results in a moment, but first, I want to hear you tell our listeners about the, the ladder story, the ladder in the truck, because I thought that that was just such an insightful story about how safety culture had changed and it gets things done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so the story I like to share is because I think a lot of times two leaders, they feel they need to have all the information at once before they can actually start going out and, and communicating in air quotes, when in reality it's just about engaging in a conversation. So one of our frontline supervisors was driving his employee out to his heavy equipment truck, and normally they talk about the game or what their plans are for the weekend, and instead he decided to just ask, so how are things going for you from a safety perspective? And the employee kind of stopped and looked, and then he said, you know what, I do have a safety concern. And you know, the trucks that we use at, at our site are basically like driving a two-story house. And we provide ladders that they can hang from the truck in case they need to get out from a, from a safety perspective. And this employee said, you know, my ladder's broken. And the supervisor said, well, wow, that is important, and for us, with safety above all else, it's important that we get that fixed. And so what he did is he, one, 
asked a question and engaged in a two-way conversation. He took action based on that information. He made the change, fixed that ladder, and followed up with that employee. And that's what changes a culture. Moments like that is what will change a culture. Okay, so you found that through your training program, you can actually teach people to have these kinds of meaningful conversations and that it actually nets results for safety. Yes, absolutely. And I, and I think, you know, that was what the research was showing us is that if we can help build those skills and confidence, and it's never perfect, and it's always a learning process, and it's not something that is necessarily right or wrong. It's just making the effort to do it that will make that shift and that change. And it is showing in the results. So um, that's what we're, we're, we were really pleased with. So we put 597 of our frontline leaders through the program. The training received a 4.7 out of 5 satisfaction score. One of my favorite anecdotal pieces of feedback was one person had said, I now know what is expected of me as a leader. And I think that really speaks to what we were trying to accomplish, that it wasn't just about having conversations, it was about building that accountability and expectation that it's important that you do that. And then of course, you know, from a safety performance perspective, these incidents were in 2014 and in 2015, we saw our lowest recordable injury frequency since 2008. And we really, saw a shift in how people were, were looking at safety. Now, you mentioned that this rolled out within a certain group within your company, and what are the plans from here? Yeah, so moving forward, uh, again, we recognize that this helped our oil sands group specifically. We're now making the program available company-wide for other frontline supervisors. And now we're also looking at what programs do we need to ensure we can support leaders at other levels. So developing programs for managers, developing programs for our directors and GMs, and working and partnering with leaders to build that culture of two-way communication and an open communication climate. Well, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much, Shauna, for doing this presentation today and for joining me for this interview. I think our listeners can really benefit from everything that you've learned. Great. Thanks so much for having me, Marvin, and uh, appreciate the feedback. Thanks for tuning in to the No Harm Health and Safety Podcast. Before we sign off, I'd like to mention some other news. My team is piloting a new service to help municipalities, corporations, and associations crowdsource solutions to their business and industrial problems. So if you have a problem looking for a solution, you may want to shout it out at shoutmyproblem.com. As for the podcast, be sure to join us next time. And a reminder that you can subscribe to us for free on SoundCloud, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The No Harm Health and Safety Podcast is a production of Stimulant Strategies and Media Productions. You can learn more about us at stimulant.ca. All the best, everyone, and stay safe.